0: Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. On today's episode of the podcast, we're covering beauty tips with a focus on aesthetic treatments for both at home and in clinic. My guest is Rachel Varga, who is a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist, an international clinical trainer, speaker, and academically published award-winning author in the field of plastic and aesthetic nursing. Rachel helps inspire others through education on skincare, skin and laser rejuvenation, non-surgical solutions, and healing lifestyle practices with her unique toolkit to navigate and strategize to help people age gracefully. In this interview, Rachel shares her top beauty tips from at-home skincare and DIY to in-clinic procedures. We cover derma rollers, microneedling, red light therapy, lasers, and more. And in the end, we talk about where real beauty and radiance comes from. So please enjoy this interview. Rachel, so great to have you on the Spot Doctor podcast. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you so much for
1: having me, Dr. Trevor Cates. It's just an absolute honor to be here. And you were just on my podcast as well, the Rachel Varga podcast. And so it's great to, you know, share with your audience a few skin tips
0: and tricks as well. Yes. Yes. And you do have some. So what would you say is your number one beauty tip? Oh, I'd have to say it has to
1: be the free stuff, which is, you know, really what is getting to the juice and, you know, what's, what's the juicy part of beauty. And it's actually not, It's really ironic coming from someone like myself who's basically built a career on offering aesthetic procedures and teaching other aesthetic doctors and nurses all over the world how to do these things. But really what I started to clue into was what my most vibrant and radiant patients are doing, which are women who are meeting with me for the first time in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s. And I started to take notes out of their playbook, right? What are they doing? Well, they typically have some type of spiritual practice. You have a background with your master's in in spirituality, among many other things, and really performing daily exercise in a way that's right for them, but really balancing the cardio, the flexibility, the, the stability, and the weight training. And obviously what they're doing to facilitate balance on their on all different levels, body, mind, spirit, and energy. But yes, skincare and and all of that stuff does play a role. But it's funny when people meet with me for the first time in especially their 60s I and mean, they've never done a thing. They've never used, you know, curated, customized skincare that's right for them or had an aesthetic procedure. And they just have that inner glow, that inner beauty, that inner radiance that you can't quite put your finger on what it is that makes them so special when they come into a room, but that is my number one beauty tip is to learn how to cultivate that within yourself, which is going to happen when you pay attention to your body, mind, spirit, energy, and the, the
0: balance of all of those. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It certainly is a balance of that. Um, and so what do you, with your, your beauty routine, your skincare routine, what do you like, what are you things that you recommend for people at home? Yeah, and the funny thing is for the longest time, I don't know why I wasn't
1: sharing that. I wasn't really wanting to do solo episodes on, you know, my platforms. I was wanting to interview other experts and and have conversations around things. So yes, now I am officially sharing my routines with you guys. And my daily and nighttime routine is non-negotiable. I am acne prone that time of the month, like a week before my period starts. It's like, oh, there are some breakouts starting to happen. So always cleansing the skin morning and night, and sometimes I'll even do a double cleanse with my cleanser that I use that's specifically designed for acne-prone skin with a little bit of salicylic acid for oil control, which also takes off my mineral sunscreen and my mineral makeup, which is free of parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, and non on animals. Those are absolute ingredients that you want to avoid across the board in all of your beauty products. And then of course, following that up with the moisturizer, And then if it's in the daytime, I'll definitely use my mineral-based sunscreen every single day. I love using SPFs with a combination of zinc and titanium in them. I just find that the formulations are a little bit less sticky when there's a blend of both, as opposed to say just zinc that isn't micronized, it has a like thick, tacky feel. I love my at-home red light therapy. I turn it on in the morning when I'm getting ready, getting my face or my backside 10 minutes, and then at nighttime as well. And it almost just like triggers that, okay, it's time for the morning or it's time for the evening. I love it. It adds a little bit of like bougie luxury to my routine and having, you know, my bathroom all red and gorgeous. And if we're you know inside a lot, we're not getting a lot of vitamin D. So that's in a way how I supplement that is using red light therapy. I have a really great interview with Wes, who is the director of Juve, on my podcast. A really great um, conversation there. If you're kind of wondering, you know, what is red light all about, and also dermal rolling. I love dermal rolling, especially at home if you're on a budget and say aesthetic procedures like lasers or injectables you don't want to do them or they're not in alignment with your budget or lifestyle dermal rolling is a tried and true method it's been studied since the 90s lots of articles out there called collagen induction therapy just look it up and it's great for basically creating little channels in the skin of controlled injury And then you're able to apply different products to sort of transdermally sink into those little tiny channels that you created. Mm -hmm. And they help to stimulate the fibroblasts to make more collagen and elastin. And I just love it. I actually, um, I use two rollers at different depths and one of them is a gold roller. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. I love incorporating things into my routine that just are beautiful, that make me feel good. And of course, that I get results from. But skincare is 100% non-negotiable in my beauty routine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I would agree with that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what are some things to do to help support that you have found to really help support collagen? This question I get asked a lot because, you know, co- you know, collagen breaks down as we age and we want to keep it um, intact as, as, as much and as long as possible and keep that healthy production up. So what are some things that you recommend for that? And I know, you know, some of the things you already mentioned help with that, but maybe you can explain how. Sure, yeah. Well collagen induction therapy is
1: a really easy to do thing at home. The trick is people try and buy these dermal rollers off these third-party auction sites and they don't know where the heck they're coming from or also if those little tiny needles on the roller are even filled with heavy metals. Are they manufactured in a way that they're not going to come off in the skin and get embedded yes this does happen hmm. and you know what what's the depth what are the active serums and solutions that they're using so I love helping people uncover what might be helpful for them to address their skin goals obviously in some of my one-on-one work I'm, I'm here to help you guys out just like Dr. Trevor Kate says we love doing this stuff to, you know, create beautiful faces all over the world. Right. So I love to do that daily. And it's not just about having sort of like punctuated punctuated, right. Cause we're puncturing the skin, but it's not about doing like deep rolling a handful of times a year. It's about doing very shallow rolling very frequently. It's much like using your red light therapy ongoing to reduce inflammation and give ourselves some extra energy from light. I also love bone broth in the evening. I will kind of go from either like a beef bone broth or a poultry bone broth. I tend to like the beef one a little bit more like grass fed and grass finished as well. That's really important to add that finishing part, not just grass fed. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it makes my gut feel good and you're an expert in gut health and using your skincare to feed your skin. So antioxidants and your serums and your moisturizers, like in your products, to deeply feed and nourish the skin. And then a really great mineral-based sunscreen to protect that accelerated breakdown of collagen and elastin, which causes things like thinning of the skin and sagging of the skin. It's almost like the younger you start to pay attention to what you put on your skin and what your daily routines are, and get those customized, customized by working with a professional like Dr. Trevor Cates and I, that's really gonna set you up for the long-term, but you're never really too old or too young to learn about some really great you know, at-home collagen boosting tips. But then in clinic, I love laser therapies for telling the skin to make collagen by mechanism of the controlled injury. And I will just share with you guys that some lasers are better than others. I spent about two years getting my hands on some of the quote unquote best lasers out there. And I was shocked at either, some of these lasers were way too painful, even with a really good medical grade numbing cream that I was using in the clinic. The cost for the procedure didn't match the benefit or the benefits were just really subpar or we couldn't get detailed enough so say for example around the eyelids to help thicken up the lower eyelid area that's very crepey and is the first area of of, you know aging to show on the face and and when you have lots of collagen your skin's gonna be glassier it's gonna be smoother so i love lasers but you do need to be kind of guided towards certain technologies that are right for addressing your goals
0: well, you just shared a lot there. So, on a back up, a few things. So, let's talk. But let's first let's talk more about lasers because I think, that, I think it's so important to find the right person and the right equipment that has totally. the right equipment. Because there are some things that could definitely go wrong with lasers. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. can you talk more about that? Like what to look for and what to avoid. What are some warning signs that maybe it's not the right person to go to or they don't have the right equipment. Any tips you can share on that? Oh, I love these tips. Okay.
1: First (laughs) of all, when you're thinking about meeting someone and you're walking into a clinic, how do you feel? Use your spidey senses here. I tell this to all my one-on-one clients. How do you feel when you're interacting with them? Are you getting a free 15 to 30 minute consult with a consultant and you feel like they're just selling you skincare kits or laser packages that's like really generic? How are you feeling? How do they look? How do the providers look? Do they look natural? Do they look like they're practicing what they preach? Do they look healthy? Do they look overdone? What do the people in the waiting room look like? (laughs) And also, when you're looking at these before and after photos online, when you're then trying to, you know, integrate what you've learned, and then you go ahead and do some of your own research, when you see these before and after photos with laser rejuvenation technologies, either on the websites or on practitioners' websites, a lot of times these before and after photos are from a combination therapy approach. So not just lasers, but also sometimes either with like a lower eyelid surgery or multiple laser modalities like IPL and also erbium resurfacing, or even sometimes injectables. So when These are some of the warning signs now for claims that a laser is going to do. If you hear that a laser is going to magically lift and tighten and get rid of all of your fine lines and wrinkles, that's a warning sign. In my experience, lasers don't necessarily lift and tighten to the degree degree that most people want. For example, like sagging to the jawline or, you know, puffy lower eye bags. A laser can either help with the color, so reds and browns, or it can help with pore size, very fine lines, wrinkles, and sort of thickening up the skin by promoting collagen. But they tend to kind of fall flat when they are skin tightening or skin lifting procedures, even if they're FDA or Health Canada cleared to provide that type of effect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned all of that because I you know we get a lot of questions about lasers and uh, what they can do, what they can't do. And I think that the marketing claims, like how can they get away with the, some of those claims in the before and after pictures just don't seem real sometimes. So, but there definitely is a difference that so you can see, it's just may not be all the things that people oftentimes hear, is that right?
1: Yeah, and one of the things I love about particular laser technologies I do dive into which laser options and other at-home and in-clinic options could be right for you through my one-on-one work because it's different for everybody, of course. But you know, in general, I really love erbium technologies for resurfacing, and just it's almost like you know a snowplow or a bulldozer on the skin. It's taking off that top layer, and then it's just like oh, glassiness, smoothness. Oh, it's just so nice what these lasers can achieve. But it's crazy how many subpar technologies there are out there. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> like yeah. how the the range and qualities. Like some are gonna just make the skin look so gorgeous and thick and glassy and healthy and younger after a period of time because collagen can take up to a month and then mature collagen six to eight months later. And you know, some others will make the skin. Take on a really weird look, like a thin eggshell-like look, ghost-like look. And if it's not done in a way that's detail-oriented, you can have areas of the, your face that look really smooth, and then where you have lots of contours, say between your brows, or around your eyes, or your nose, it kind of might get missed. And then you have like smooth, no pores, gorgeous skin, and then like large pores, and because it wasn't treated, it's it's really interesting. <laughs>
0: Wow, I didn't realize there was such a huge range of a, of equipment itself. I oh, thought definitely. I had to do more with the person using the equipment than than anything. But um, but yeah, I'm sure. And then it's got to be up to date. It's got to. I mean, because there are concerns people could get injured, you know, burns or different mm-hmm. things if they're not following the uh, the you know the the you know regulations or whatever uh, with l- laser therapy, right?
1: Yeah. What I love to recommend before people actually start with lasers is to really work at stabilizing their skin first. So I've been performing procedures for almost 10 years, 18,000 procedures later. I teach other aesthetic physicians and nurses internationally. I love it. It's so much fun because there's lots of other people out there that are maybe even listening that really love to provide a high level of care like you and I do, Dr. Trevor Cates. It's just a matter of you using your spidey senses to find them or go on a referral, which I love to help people find great people near them also. And yeah, with with your skincare, you have to stabilize your skin first, I'm a firm believer. If I'm working with someone and they don't wanna start with skincare, they just wanna dive straight into a laser, I'll say, nope, sorry, because I know for a fact you are not going to follow the post-recovery protocol to mitigate issues like contact dermatitis or skin infection or just subpar results. You gotta do some of the um, skin stabilizing first to really then let the lasers take care of what's left over and then also make sure that you're following up with that at home uh, routine to
0: prolong your results. Mm-hmm. and shorten your healing time. Right, right. Okay, and so I think um, I wanna go back to the derma rollers and, and and other devices, home versus clinic, because I think a lot of people have been spending more time at home lately, and so they're um, trying to do things at home. So what what is the, that line there of when can people do some of these things at home? And when should they be going into a clinic, going to see um, an esthetician or someone like yourself that does these procedures? What, you know, like what, what is safe to do at home? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is,
1: well, what's specific for your skin goals? That should really be your first question. What do you want to achieve? Do you want to get rid of brown spots? Do you want to get rid of broken capillaries or diffuse redness, which is a sign of sensitive skin or skin irritation, or red acne scars, which is post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, Bitted acne scars, thinning of the skin, which happens late 30s, early 40s, loss of elastin and collagen, you know, the sag to the jawline, lip lines, you know, the list goes on of all these things that we experience that are normal. So don't beat yourself up if you're noticing that. It's totally normal. We all get it. It's all good. There's just ways that we can mitigate it. So it depends what those goals are, which is what I help people kind of uncover. What you can do at home with great skincare and dermal rolling is gonna make a difference in the long term. So for example, I've worked with women in their 70s that are on a pension. They have a really limited budget and that's fine. I work with people from all different walks of life, which is fantastic because there's options for everyone. So if you just hone in on your skincare, your roller, your post rolling serums, you you can get set up with that initially for, I'd say just over $500 uh, US. And that's really going to serve you quite well. And if you're just really consistent with that, you will start to see changes in even a couple of weeks, which is fantastic. And because you're feeding and nourishing the skin in a way that it wants to be fed and nourished, right? I see you nodding. You totally agree. Mm-hmm. And, So what you're gonna notice is just more stable skin like I've referenced before. You'll start to notice in a couple of weeks with a great protocol, just a little bit more diffuse redness. Your skin's just gonna look a little bit smoother, a little bit brighter, and anything beyond that is gonna be sort of in clinic, chemical peels, laser treatments or injectables to mitigate the other things. But if you're able to be really diligent, like some of my patients who are in their 70s that don't actually have a wrinkle or a brown spot on them, it just goes to show you long-term impacts with, with you know, little tiny consistent injuries and massive feeding of the skin over a long period of time has a really great impact.
0: Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And so with the, the dermal rolling that people have, home versus in-office use, what's the difference with those?
1: So people are gonna hate me for saying this, <laughs> that have uh, microneedling in their clinic. And so I've been very careful about not saying this, but I think it's helpful for people to understand the difference. So when you're doing dermal rolling at home, you're using a depth of say a 0.1, a 0.2, or a 0.3 if you're you know really going for it. But I find the point two is like the max I want to do at home point one feels really kind of like nice it's it's good to start there and then after about six months to a year then you can graduate up The worst thing I see is when people show me their roller on the uh, computer screen here and I can see the needles because it's probably like a 0.5 or a 0.7. And that's typically the depth that's done in an office. Mm -hmm. And you can actually get pinpoint bleeding. You know, the last thing you wanna do is accidentally go over nerves and things like that, or it's just gonna be flat out too painful. Mm -hmm. So people buy these rollers and then they never use it again. So it's all about like the shallow, consistent rolling at home which is gonna be really nice over the long term. So in clinic microneedling, you're getting a deeper needling effect. Um, Sometimes clinicians will say, no, we wanna see the blood or they'll put PRP over the skin afterwards. My answer to that is do I offer in clinic microneedling? No, I would actually rather my patients spend that money on. Laser treatments that are actually going to give them better results. So, and I say this because not for aesthetic and nurses, aesthetic nurses and physicians to, you know, stop liking me, but you want to give your clients and you as the client, you want to get the best results possible. So, the reason I'm saying this is because I've just seen time and time again if I recommended a laser for someone and then they go to another clinic and they spend three grand on a microneedling and PRP treatment for acne scarring. They don't get the results that they want and then they do one resurfacing treatment with me and they're like for a third that price Mm. and they get better results. I mean, how could I not want to shoot that? Not shoot that, shout that from uh, the mountaintops, right? So you can either do like in clinic needling, which, you know, is a great, is going to be a nice no downtime option, which is really nice. I've had a couple myself, but the results, are they going to be massive no Or do you just save a little bit more money and do a deeper laser resurfacing? So with some of the lasers, we can do fractionated laser, which means there's a very tiny, tiny column of injury that's and in multiple columns of injury, usually like 64 and upwards, of these little tiny laser beams at the same time that are going into the skin, and they're creating columns of dermal injury, which then tells the loss to make more collagen and elastin. And it's almost like you could do a laser needling as opposed to doing needles. And I just find that that uh, does create a better impact on the skin. That's just my experience. Mm-hmm. with, um, you know, what people have told me and with what I've seen work in an office. So instead of doing needling in a clinic, you could actually do laser needling, which is incredible. So when you see some of these other techniques online that are just like, you know, one little dot at a time, there's better tech out there that can do like 64 plus dots at a time. So it's going to be more comfortable and, and all of that and faster.
0: Okay. All right. Great. It's great to have your perspective on these things and your experience and Um, Okay. And so, you know, I think one of the reasons I wanted to bring some of this up is I think people start to think at home, they start to think, well, I did a little bit of this. So if I do more of it, then it'll be even better. Right. So like, even with our, we have a a mud mask that we have people um, for pe- tell people, just leave it on your face for three to five minutes. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And then they'll leave it on for like 20 minutes because they'll think mm-hmm. um, oh, more time is better. And then it's like drying, and caking on their face. i like, no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so is there anything you want to share also other things for people you feel like at home, that come in and you're like, no, 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 more is not better. You shouldn't be doing that at home. Be careful with the DIY or you know any any of the any of those things.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, where do I start with <laughs> the DIY? So, at my last International Society of Plastic and Aesthetic Nurses conference that I actually spoke at, I uh, wrote an academic article last year on providing optimal rejuvenation to the periocular area. If you just Google my name, Rachel Varga. My paper will pop up on like PubMed, everything. It's a great article uh, for you to just understand uh, a little bit more about what we can do, especially improve the eye area. One of the conversations that came up at this conference, because we're all sharing with some of the top nurses from all over North America, it's fantastic collaborating instead of being competitive with one another. And the DIY fillers is so bad including those high pressure hyaluronic acid pens where people purchase these pens and then it pushes high pressure hyaluronic acid droplets into the skin so the big problem with that is you could block blood flow right hyaluronic acid is like a gel and if you implant it and it gets into a blood vessel it can actually block blood flow to the rest of the face so when you hear of people doing these Injectables at home say they picked up this filler online from this, you know, super shady website that you're probably worried about getting a virus on, anyways. (laughs) And then they just, you know, think that they can do it by watching an Instagram video or a YouTube video, and there's nothing but problems. I haven't seen any issues from DIY injectables, but my colleagues in the US have to the degree that we basically all most of us banded together and pulled all of our videos of us showing procedures off the internet so that people couldn't actually try and mimic our techniques. So this is a really bold move because people often wanna see, oh, you know, what's the technique of this person when they do their lasers or other things? I wanna see like their results. So a lot of us actually pulled off those videos
0: showing our techniques for that reason is to promote safety yeah that's a tough one because yeah you want to be able to show it to people so that they know what to expect but maybe it's almost like you know, once somebody is going to come in, then you share the videos with them. Like, you know that you already have that relationship with them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you don't want to hold back information, but people sometimes do get, um, especially when they're spending more time at home, <laughs> they start to get a little bit creative.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wonder actually the um, the incidences of vascular occlusions or other complications, granulomas, infections. Um, just allergic reactions, all sorts of things. Because when people try and buy these products online, they don't know what they're getting. They don't know if they're getting hyaluronic acid or, you know, a glue. Right. Just like how that Louis Vuitton handbag looks the same on this website, (laughs) but it's actually not. So when it comes to at home, you know, dermapen or, or microneedling, any, any type of like, device that you see in a clinic, you don't really want to be doing that on yourself at home for so many different reasons. So I really encourage you to seek the advice of a professional, understand the benefits, but also the potential risks of everything because everything does obviously carry risks and know when we're talking about laser treatments, you can't just buy these $140,000 lasers, set it up in your house and you know, go for it. Right. Cause you need proper eye protection, you need proper training, you need a proper electrical outlet. So do you want to try and buy this like $400 at home laser thing for your own? Is that really going to work? Where's the research? So, always look for that third party research when you're looking at devices, say, for example,
0: red light therapies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, when you talk about professionals, um, how, how do people find someone? What should people look for as far as, I mean, I know we talked about lasers, but um, is there anything else overall when people are looking for a professional, things that they should look for um, to, to make sure that they're going to see someone that they can really trust? other than their own spidey senses, because I know you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, how you feel is really a big part of it. And the reason I say that is because some people are gonna want a more sort of overdone, unnatural look. So they'll look for someone with that. The people I attract, they wanna look natural, they wanna feel good, they wanna have healthy skin. So I attract people that are like that. So it's almost like like attracts like, and if you know, I do encounter someone and they're not really on that path and say, they want their lips too big, I'll kindly say, no, sorry. Or if they have come to me from someone else, you know, let's dissolve it. Let's help you look more beautiful and natural, right? So there's things that we can do to fix things but and, and point people in the right direction. But other things that you want to look for in a good injector or a laser technician or someone doing your hydrofacials, facials, chemical peels, things like that, is referrals, I would say recommendations from someone that you know is awesome and sort of that's where I come in. I help people navigate that because I can actually look on a clinic's website Take a look at their photos, you know their their bio, what type of laser technologies they either have or don't have, and make a judgment on the type of clinic that they are just based on that. It's pretty crazy because if I see a clinic and they have all these laser technologies that I know are very subpar, I might think that they're a type of clinic that's just into making money off someone mm-hmm. and not really necessarily caring about the effects of you know the 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 desired effect that the client's wanting after spending all this money. And then on the flip side, if I see a clinic that really just has a couple of technologies that are really stellar and backed by research and really up to date, then that's a good sign of another great office. And also how the people look online, how they present themselves, things like that. The different posts that they do as well. Like, are they more geared towards healthy living or are they geared towards, you know, doing a really like overdone fantasy look? just things like that could be helpful. Mm
0: -hmm. Really great tips. And I, you know, I know that you also are unique in that you bring in a lot of the spirituality component to um, working with people and then that your podcast, you talk about that. Can you explain a little bit about how that, how you got interested in that and how you bring that into everything else you do?
1: Yeah, of course. Well, I might as well share that my great grandmother, great grandma Smith, she was actually the second ordained female minister, evangelical minister in Canada. So I come from a long lineage of women from that background. So that's the type of background I identify with. And the more and more I learn, the more and more uh, I've come to understand that it's really different for everybody. People will identify with you know, different ways of living. And that's fine. That can be just right for them. But I really started to clue into the fact that people that were coming to see me that had a spiritual background, not necessarily religious, but they had a, a spiritual element to their life and the way that they lived, they carried themselves brighter. They seemed just more happier in general. They actually had better skin even if they were coming to see me for the first time in their 60s and they have experienced brown spots fine lines loss of collagen elastin bone loss fat loss in their face but they just like there's something about them that that stuff didn't matter they were still total knockouts and so that's really why i infuse the importance of energy and spirituality into the spectrum of You know, body and mind and spirit is to really put that energy in there too. Just because I see it time and time again in people I work with, that it's a layer and the layers or the people pieces of the puzzle that really play into beauty and radiance. And it's just ironic coming from someone like myself. I do recognize that who's, you know, obviously performed 18,000 rejuvenation procedures but really when you start with your at-home stuff just really looking after yourself and then having those body mind spirit energy practices that stuff is actually going to make the biggest impact is that a bit weird for me to be like saying that given what I hear?
0: <laughs> <laughs> not at all not at all No, I love that I love these um interesting angles of you that I wanted to you know I want just everybody to see that because um I know we get we're caught off a lot in talking about the procedures and the techniques and things, but there's there's another layer to all this, right oh yeah, which I
1: really think is more important because. You know, a lifestyle that will serve you for your life is so much better than, you know, trying to spend your money on this magical beauty cream or magical procedures, you know, why are you doing rejuvenation? What's the why? Have you done the inner work first? And it's, you know, let's just be real here. It's okay to have a thing or two done if it feels right for you. If it's not going to increase your toxic load, or if you're already, you know, suffering from an autoimmune disease, you need to take all those into account when you're considering the world of rejuvenation. And I'll be totally honest with you. I have a lot of colleagues that really don't care about that stuff. They just, they'll do it. Um, so, so there are people like me that are a little bit more conservative that, know we want to look at your overall health your overall wellness what can you do to support things in between office visits to keep you you know looking hot
0: Right, and that's why I wanted you to come on the Spot Doctor podcast, talk about it. Versus a lot of other people that could come in and talk about lasers and red light therapy and different things. As I, um, I really appreciate having connected with you before and knowing that there's this other layer to you. Then, because I think it is so individual for, for people, and you know, for myself, I'm not. I've never had any lasers. I've, you know, I don't do Botox. I don't do any anything because that's my personal choice. But I also realize that people are going to be looking for that. Especially, you know, and including the Spot Doctor family, the my followers, I know that they're looking for that. And I, so, if you, you know, people want to choose that. You want to do it safely in a way that is, you you know, you're not going to have problems with, you're not going to have issues with, and in a way that resonates with you because there's no judgment. I mean, like if people people get to choose, do they want to um, have procedures or do they just want to skip that? And it's really such a personal choice, but you want to make an educated decision just like anything with your healthcare.
1: Yeah, it's like, do you want to get your roots done? I mean, I got mad roots right now with being at home for
0: so long. Do you want to get your eyelashes done?
1: Do you want to get your nails done? What matters is if something brings you joy. I I just did this beautiful interview recently on my podcast. It's called Energy Updates. Just gorgeous. And one of the things that we unpacked was if something brings you joy, make that a priority for you, whatever that is. And if it brings you joy right? you don't need to run it by somebody else right if you know doing this aspect in your life makes you just legitimately feel better you don't have to explain yourself as long as it's in alignment with your budget your lifestyle and it internally makes you feel good because if you just have this inner knowing that no I don't really want to do that procedure because I don't like the ingredients in it or you know there are some potential side effects I don't want to do it then don't do it nobody's gonna make you and also I really just want to um you know really shed light on the fact that what we see on social media and these highly curated photoshopped images of these influencers I happen to know that when I see some of these people in real life they look crazy right they might look great on Instagram and in their photos but in real life it's like they just look odd and you know something's you know a little overdone, right? Their facial features have gone well beyond the ideal facial ratios. That's what we want to work within, are the ideal facial ratios for the most part. Yes, it was you know designed by a man, Leonardo da Vinci, but you know that doesn't apply to everybody, and that's and that's totally cool too. But it's funny. One of my most liked photos is actually me without makeup. And when I meet with women and they enter a room. And they have no makeup on they're just they're just realist self or I'm doing an online call with someone on a virtual a virtual call or consult and they just have this like magnetic radiance to them or it doesn't matter what they're wearing or what makeup they have on they're just stunning they're just total knockouts so that you can't really share in a photo or if you meet someone and you know they look great in their photo and then you meet them and then they open their mouth and they stop they start talking about certain things you're like oh that's like super low vibe if you understand that terminology you know what I mean so it's really I, I find that how we um how we just interact with people places and things is more important than getting procedures or learning the latest makeup or beauty hack and and all that
0: Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing all that with us and giving us some great tips, both at home and what to look for and going and, you know, looking at clinics and things. So will you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can learn more about you?
1: Yeah. I hang out a lot on Facebook and Instagram at Rachel Varga Official. I have the Rachel Varga podcast. Trevor and I have collaborated before, and it's just wonderful. I also share some of my interviews on YouTube. Just look up my name, Rachel Varga, you'll find me. I offer virtual one-on-one skin guidance consultations to help people uncover which at-home options and also in-clinic options could be right for them, and yes, I have worked with some some lovely people that are on your product line as well, Dr. Trevor Cates, and then I'm able to kind of work, you know, adding dermal rolling, what type of in-clinic options could be helpful, while still keeping them on a routine that has stabilized their skin and they love, you know, why fix what's broken, and I also have a couple of really great things with my husband, Unlock Your Vitality Masterclass at unlockyourvitality.com, so Everything about me, my personal site, rachelvarga.ca, just head there and you can see what I'm all about. But I basically just love helping people look great and feel great in the process and just make smarter decisions and avoid the gimmicks and follow what's been tried, true, researched, effective, and also safe and conservative.
0: Very awesome. Thank you, Rachel. So appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Rachel Varga to learn more about her and also to get some of her resources. She's provided some free resources and information as well as an opportunity to get a discount for her services. To find out that, just go to thespadoctor.com, go to the podcast page with her interview and you'll find all that information, the links, the resources, how to get all of that, and the coupon code, you'll find that all there at thespadoctor.com with the podcast page with her interview. And while you're at The Spot Doctor, I invite you to join The Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. And if you haven't been to The Skin Quiz yet, I encourage you to go to theskinquiz.com Find out what messages your skin might be trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it at theskinquiz.com. You can also join the Spot Doctor on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join the conversation there. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.